for the blood of the Lamb. Amen. I'm thankful for the blood of the Lord this morning, the blood of Calvary. Praise God. I'm thankful for the power that's in the blood. Amen. The power of the new life in Christ. Still found in the precious blood of the Lamb. Amen. With his blood, he has saved us. And with his Holy Ghost power, he has raised us. Thankful for the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm thankful that we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Thankful for repentance. When our will dies out to his will. Thankful for baptism in Jesus' name when our sins are washed away. And I'm thankful for the gift of the Holy Ghost, which is a resurrection, and we get to walk in new life. Amen. Amen. Praise God. He did say, I am the resurrection and the life. Just before he raised Lazarus, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Praise God. And our resurrection and life is in him today. Yes. Praise God. Thankful for that? Are you thankful for that? Amen. 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 Praise God. Please continue to keep our church family in your prayer. We are living in, I believe, the last days. Perilous times are here. Amen. We are living with people in places of power and position that I think, well, Lord Acton said, power corrupts absolute, power corrupts absolutely. And not to get all into that this morning, just want to say, Keep our family in prayer. Let's keep our eyes on the prize. Amen. God is still on the throne. Yes, he is. God's law is still the highest law of the land. That's right. Amen. Amen. God is large and in charge. He's still on the throne. Yes, amen. Praise God. I look to him today. Praise God. Amen. I, I feel kind of an old-fashioned message this morning with a little new revelation for myself. So uh, I would like to share that with you, if that would be okay. And uh, I just love the Word of God. I said I love the Word of God. I love the God of the Word. <laughs> Amen. And I love the Word of God, the Bible. Amen. I, I just plan of salvation, the word of God, truth never gets old to me, it's just, I just very much appreciate it, she's saying I didn't tell her what to sing this morning, she, my wife, wonderful, beautiful wife, so blessed, has such a sensitive spirit, sensitive mind for the spirit of the Lord, and And that second part of that chorus, to God be the glory, with his blood he has saved me. I want to talk a little bit about that this morning, about the blood of the Lamb today. 
Amen. I was hoping that we'd have maybe someone here today that needs the blood applied to their life. And there probably are a bunch of us here today that need the blood applied to our life. Man, I, I plead the blood every day. I plead for mercy and grace every day. Amen. Hebrews chapter 9, verse number 19. And we will read just a couple verses this morning. Excited about service tonight already. Brother and Sister Deathridge will be with us. They are preaching today at the Lake Isabella, and they'll be driving down and be with us tonight, and then the brown bag afterwards, the social, it's going to be fun. Amen. Have a good time in the Lord. Hebrews chapter 9, verse number 19, whereupon neither the first testament was dedicated without blood. That was verse 18, I think. And then, for when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and of goats with water and scarlet wool. Scarlet wool. And hyssop. And sprinkled both the book and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the testament which God hath enjoined unto you. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. All of the vessels in the house of the Lord had to have the blood applied. Everybody say all the vessels. Verse 22, and almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without shedding of blood is no remission. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these. But the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. And we know who the best sacrifice was. Better than the calves, better than the doves, better than the lambs before. It was Jesus Christ, God himself manifested in the flesh. He was the better sacrifice. Praise God. I would like to preach this morning, teach whatever God wants, and I need the Lord to help me this morning on this subject, a scarlet thread. A scarlet thread. Would you help me pray that God would minister to us in this place? God, we give you glory and praise. God, I need you in every way, every aspect this morning. God, I pray that the unction of the Holy Ghost would move on me and through me. Speak to us and through us. Give us ears to hear what thus saith the word of God for us this morning. In the name of Jesus, we're thankful for the blood. We're thankful for mercy. We're thankful for grace. We're thankful for Calvary in your favor, Lord. We give you all the praise and glory this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. As you're seated, give the Lord a hand clap of thanksgiving one more time. A scarlet thread. There is a common theme throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament that weaves itself throughout Scripture. 
There is a common theme throughout the Old Testament from the very beginning, the book of Genesis, that weaves itself all the way through the books of the Bible. 66 books, 40 authors, all the way through to Revelation. There is a common theme. It's, if there's a scarlet thread that goes and weaves throughout the entire Old and the New Testament. Throughout the Word of God. It is, it is this theme that there is a, has to be a blood sacrifice of a clean, of a spotless sacrifice that can be used for an atonement and for the covering of sin of humanity. In Genesis 3, in the beginning, we find Adam and Eve sinned and their eyes were opened and they knew that they were naked and so they, they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons, the Bible says, and unto Adam also and to his wife. But did the Lord make coats of skin and clothe them? They tried to clothe themselves and it wasn't sufficient. There had to be a sacrifice of an animal. Blood had to be spilled to cover their sin. From the beginning, sin could only be covered by a blood sacrifice. Amen. If you go all the way to the book of Revelation, John wrote about it. And he said, Jesus Christ was slain from the foundation of the world. That means God knew that he was going to have to uh, sacrifice his own flesh and blood at Calvary before it all began. Because he knows the end from the beginning. You see, from the very book of Genesis to the end of Revelation, everything points to Calvary. Everything points to who Jesus is. Our Redeemer, our Savior, our Master. He's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and last. But He's the one who went to Calvary and shed perfect blood for an atonement for our sin. Continuing on, Abraham was willing to offer Isaac as a sacrifice. Isaac looked at his dad and he said, I see the wood, I see the fire, but dad, where's the sacrifice? And Abraham said, I believe prophetically in Genesis 22 and 8, matter, matter of fact, I'll say he said it in faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. He said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. And so they went together and they went up to the mountains of Moriah and you find many hundreds of years later, thousands of years later, David comes and he purchases the same place as a threshing floor. And that's where Jerusalem is built. And the, the temple of God is built there at the exact same place. It's where Jesus will come and be crucified. Abraham had prophesied that God will provide himself a sacrifice. There's going to be blood spilled right here. You can find Israel... You know the story, they're in bondage in Egypt for 400 years and Moses comes along and he's the deliverer and you know the story of the burning bush and all that and the ten plagues and the tenth plague is the, is the, the death angel or the death is going to pass over the land and in Exodus chapter 12 we find the blood sacrifice that the people of God had to provide for themselves. Verse 13, Moses speaking to the people, says, And the blood shall be to you for a token or a sign upon the houses where you are. And when I, God says, when I see the blood, he's talking to Moses, I will pass over you. I will pass over you. 
I, I, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm going someplace. I know where I'm going. I got the notes. But I, I'd be helpful to have a couple amens this morning. I, he said, I will pass over you and the plague, the plague of death, shall not be upon you to destroy you. When I smite the land of Egypt, God's speaking to Moses and he says that there has to be blood on the doorposts and on, on the mantle. There has to be a, a blood sacrifice. It has to be a spotless lamb. It can't just be any old thing will do. It's got to be spotless. It has to be right. And there has to be blood that's applied so that I will pass over you and your, you and your household can be saved. I'm talking about a scarlet thread that weaves itself throughout the entire Bible. The tabernacle, when they, when they crossed the Red Sea, interesting that it's the Red Sea, by the way. <clears throat> they, they cross the Red Sea and, and they go into the wilderness and because of a lack of faith of the spies that went in, they wandered for 40 years. But it's in that wilderness that God gives Moses the Ten Commandments. And, and it's during that time that, that God gives him direction on how to build the tabernacle. And how there has to be a blood sacrifice. And how it has to cover everything in the tabernacle. Everything above the tabernacle. Everything around the tabernacle. In Hebrews, in the New Testament, Hebrews 9, our text today, picked up on that. It says, whereupon neither the first testament was dedicated without blood. There was blood that was dedicated. Blood had to be shed at the first testament. And then there was blood on the New Testament. That's Calvary. <clears throat> For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and of goats and water and scarlet wool and hyssop. And he sprinkled both the book and all the people saying, This is the blood of the testament which God hath enjoined unto you. Blood sacrifice. Scarlet wool. He went on to say without the shedding of blood is no remission. He went on to say that therefore this, this is necessary, that it is a pattern of things in heaven should be purified with these things. The reason there's a common thread of blood being applied is it's, it's a pattern for us today. We look to the Old and the New Testament for patterns, for plan. You have to follow the pattern to be saved. Amen. <clears throat> and so we find... During the wilderness, Moses, directed by God to cover the tabernacle. There were four coverings in the tabernacle. One of them was, was that ram, was ram skins that would, were, was dyed red with, 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 with the blood of sacrifices. And it's the only covering that we find that there was no measurement given. That means it had to be big enough to cover whatever was inside. Can I tell you, the blood of Jesus is big enough to wash away any sin. There's no sin too great that the blood of Jesus can't cover. Oh, that puts a smile on my face. There's no sin, no indiscretion, no transgression that's too big that the blood of Jesus can't cover. I'm preaching about a scarlet thread that's weaved throughout the Bible this morning. It's weaved throughout the fabric of the Bible itself. It's, it's weaved throughout the tapestry of truth today. You can find in the Bible, in the Old Testament, and all the way to the end of the New Testament, it still talks about the blood of Jesus Christ. It still talks about the blood of a perfect sacrifice. It talks about a blood that can cover a multitude of sin. I'm thankful for the blood of Jesus today. I'm thankful for the blood of the Lamb. 
Exodus 26, verse 14, the Lord's telling Moses how he should build the tabernacle and what it should be covered, how it should look. And he says, thou shalt make a covering. Everybody say covering. For the tent of ram's skins dyed red. That's cool. God looks at the tabernacle and says, it's just a tent. You ever think about that? God looked at the tabernacle in the wilderness and he said, ah, oh, that's just a little tent. I mean, it would have the Ark of the Covenant, the holiest of holies. It was a, it, inside was a beautiful thing, a precious thing. The Spirit of God, from there he met. And, and he says, ah, it's just a tent. What do you use a tent for? It's just temporary. I'm going to cover the tent with my blood, but I'm going to, oh man, I want to fix, I want to, I want to cover every vessel that goes inside of it, but I'm looking forward to the day when I'm not going to be in a tent, but I'm going to be in a, cover every body as part of the church family. Amen. Exodus 27. And for the gate of the court shall be hanging of 20 cubits of blue and purple and scarlet. You see, to get into the outer court, you had to go through a garment that was red, that was scarlet. There was a blood sacrifice made that just to get inside the outer court. The whole tent, the whole tent, tabernacle is covered. But the gate, you had to go through the blood. But it isn't stopped there. He said everyone who entered the tabernacle had to pass through the blood, the scarlet thread. Verse 36 of 26 of Exodus. And thou shalt make a hanging for the door of the tent of blue and purple and scarlet. And hear this. And fine twine linen wrought with needlework. There's a scarlet thread. That God himself weaved in the fabric of this thing called the church. There's a scarlet thread that God took a heavenly needle and said. I'm going to weave. I'm going to build this thing. That's going to be covered by the blood of a perfect sacrifice. And there's nothing out there that can unweave what God has put together. There's nothing that can separate us. Paul said, what shall separate me from the... He said, nothing shall separate. Because when the blood's applied, I am one. I'm enjoined with Him. He basically made us. He, he made us, through the plan of salvation, a part of the fabric. You are a part of the fabric We are the household of faith. Ye are lively stones. He's the chief corner. He's the foundation. But you are part of the fabric of the church. And it's only because of the blood of Jesus Christ that I am a part or have a part of this thing. That's why it's important. Let me just skip a little bit in my notes. That you got to be baptized in Jesus' name. If you don't have the name, you have no part with him. He said, thou shalt make a hanging for the door of the tent. It's just a tent, but it's my tent. 
It's going to be temporary. It's a temple. We're like, wow, it's the Old Testament temple. Wow. And it was amazing. But he's, ah, it's just a tent. Because <laughs> it's only temporary. <laughs> he said, but there's a door. You got the gate, but then you have the doorway into the holiest of holies. You got to cover that also with blood. Isn't it amazing? The whole thing's covered with blood and the outer court and the inner court and the, inner, and the holiest of holies is all going to be covered by the blood of Jesus. Prophetically in the Old Testament. Numbers 19. Check this out. This is so good. I saw this. I just wanted to jump all around. Numbers 19 verse 15. This is the law. When a man dieth in a tent. There it is again. He's talking about a tent. He's going camping. <laughs> when a man dies in a tent, all that come into the tent... And all that is in the tent shall be unclean seven days. And every open vessel which hath no covering bound upon it is unclean. But there is one that was perfect. That when his body was crucified at the cross, the veil of the tent was ripped from top to bottom. And before, those that went in where there someone had died in a tent, there you were unclean. He died perfect blood so that we could go in and be clean. That ought to put a smile on somebody's face this morning. I'm glad I have an advocate with the Father. He's a high priest that can still be touched. I'm thankful I can go into the house of the Lord and be clean. And it's only when you go through the veil that we become clean and can begin living true life. Isaiah 64 and 6 said that we are all an unclean thing and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. We are unclean. But when we come into the house of the Lord and we go through the blood to get in the house of the Lord, say, well, you can come into the house. How is it that this one came in without the wedding garment on and he was thrown into the lake of fire? You can't get into the house or stay in the house without the blood of the lamb applied to your life. Whoever's listening to this and maybe somewhere out there online that gets to listen into this, I want to plead to somebody today, if you haven't been baptized in the name of Jesus, the blood has not been applied to your life and you can't enter into the kingdom of God. But I've got good news for somebody this morning, today, wherever you are, that the blood of Jesus can still cover a multitude of sin. That you can still enter and have access into the holiest of holies and the presence of God if you'll enter through the veil of Jesus Christ. Exodus 26 and 31. And thou shalt make a veil of blue and purple and scarlet. You get in the picture? And fine twined linen of cunning work with cherubims shall it be made. There was a veil that was placed, separated the holiest of holies from the holy place. And again, there's, you find scarlet. There was blood that was applied to the covering. Even the Aaron and his, and the, and his, his sons and the, 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 his tribe, the, those that would be, be involved in a priestly ministry in to Exodus 28 and 6. They shall make an ephod of gold and blue and of purple and of scarlet and fine twine linen with cunning work. Same way it's got to be made. If you want to be a minister for the Lord, you got to have the blood applied. you got to put on the garment of Christ. <clears throat> Praise God. 
Hebrews 10 and 19, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest of holy, by the blood of Jesus Christ, by the new, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. The only way into the presence of the mighty one true God is through the veil, his flesh. When he was on the cross, it was nails. Just like they hung this, this scarlet veil in the temple, in the tabernacle. They, they, it was held with tacks, with nails. And when Jesus was crucified on the cross, they put nails through his hands and his feet. Because he said, I am the open door. I am the door. And when he died and breathed his last, breathed his last breath, when the flesh of Jesus Christ died at Calvary, the veil in the t- tabernacle was rent from top to bottom. Signifying that we who are unclean can now enter into the holiest of holies and have relationship thankful to the blood of Jesus Christ that opened the door for us. John 1, 29, John saw Jesus coming with him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. Jesus said in Matthew 26, He said, For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sin. Hebrews 9 and 12, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. What that means is he entered into the holy place. He's the spirit of God. He was in the holy place. He never left the holy place. He is holy. Wherever he goes, he's holy. It's not saying that he had to go in where he was not already. What that's saying is he made a way for us to go in. By the blood of the Lamb. There was a scarlet price that had to be paid. Amen. 1 Peter 1.19 But with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. <clears throat> you see it was Jesus, God in the flesh that went to Calvary. He shed his blood for you. So that we could be covered by the blood of the lamb, the spotless lamb, the perfect sacrifice. So a revelator, John the Revelator wrote in Revelation, he was slain before the foundation of the word. God knew it was going to cost him himself. What do you think from the very beginning in Genesis 3 when Adam and Eve sinned and, and God had to kill an animal and there was a blood sacrifice? And I believe it was a lamb because if you look at the next generation, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. And he said, by faith Abel offered it. And faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. So Abel had to hear from somebody, probably his dad, said, hey, you know what? God had to sacrifice. You need to sacrifice. And by faith he offered a lamb. Do you know it was a lamb that God used for that? It doesn't say it was a lamb, but by faith Abel offered a lamb, so I assume it's a lamb. It just makes sense. What else was it? A goat? Maybe. Same family. Wasn't a monkey. <laughs> Throughout the entire Old Testament, pointed to the cross. New Testament points to the cross. Everything has to do with Calvary and the blood of Jesus Christ. Without the blood, there's no remission. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. There's no innocence from sin. You can't be justified. You can't be sanctified. You can't be set free without the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Just as 
All of those verses, you can go back and read it in Exodus 26 and 27 and 28 about how the tabernacle was made in the tent. All, to get in, there was, a, there was a scarlet thread you had to go through to get in the outer court, the inner court, the holiest of holies. You had to go through the blood, and the whole thing was covered by blood. And in Matthew 27, we find Jesus is on trial in front of Pilate and the soldiers. And then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall after he's been found guilty, and they said, crucify him, and Sentence has been given. He's to be crucified. And they gathered Jesus, the whole band of, with, with him, the whole band of soldiers, and they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. When they had put a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and, and a reed in his right hand, signifying, I don't know if you know this, but a reed is what they used to write. He, he, they put the, the reed of power to write a new story in his hand. As he's wearing the scarlet robe. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and made fun, made sport. Little did they know they were fulfilling prophecy. Because here he is, the Messiah, God in the flesh, the perfect lamb without spot. Now he's wearing a crimson, a scarlet robe. And they spit on him took the reed and smote him on the head. And after that, they mocked him and they took the robe off from him. Put his own raiment on him and led him away to crucify. And when he was on the cross, he was, didn't even have that. Why? You know anybody that's ever raised sheep, they, before they kill it, they shear the sheep. He was sheared. He was shaven. He was shorn. What does that signify? Him on the cross with nothing. Well, let me tell you what. He was without spot, without blemish. He was signifying, I'm perfect. I am the perfect sacrifice. I am the perfect lamb. I am the one that's shedding perfect blood for you. And he took his last breath. Mark 15 talks about it. The veil of the temple was rent in twain from top to bottom. <coughs> I'm talking about a scarlet thread that weaves itself throughout the entire Bible. People say, I, they, they think they want to be saved. Or they, 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 they think they know how to be saved. And yet they don't study the word of God to show themselves approved. And I mean, how can you not see? There's a scarlet thread throughout the entire Bible. And everything points to Jesus Christ at Calvary. 
There's no other plan of salvation. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. That is just, it's just, if that offends you too bad, don't take it up with me, take it up with him. It's not my book, it's his. It's not my word, it's his. Amen, I gotta hurry. The scarlet thread is weaved throughout the Bible. In the Old Testament, I already read about it, but there was the Passover. Blood was applied. And where the scarlet blood of the lamb was, the sacrifice was applied at the mantle of the doorpost, death passed over. They crossed the Red Sea. They're in the temple. They build the temple, or the, the tent, tabernacle, if you will, in the, in the wilderness. And 40 years later, they're getting ready to take Jericho. And Joshua, you know the story in Joshua too. He sends just two this time, two spies. I think he handpicked them and said, you're going to come back and you're, this is what you're going to say whether you want to or not because I ain't staying in this wilderness 40 more years. And they go in and they spy out the land. They go into Jericho. And there's a lady that, that, that harbors and helps them and protects them. And her name was Rahab. And she said, we heard how your God had delivered you through the Red Sea. And we've been scared to death for 40 years. Go back and read Joshua chapter 2. It's pretty cool. We've been in, living in fear this whole time. You guys were afraid of us. We've been afraid of you. She said, would you, if I help you and, and help you, you know, she's going to lower them out the window and they're going to escape and go back and talk to Joshua. She said, but would you, would you do me? Would you save myself? And this is what the They said, if you will put the scarlet thread out the window. Joshua 2.18, Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window which thou didst let us down by. And thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother. And thy, I'm telling you, when you get the blood of Jesus applied to your household, it can save your whole family. And, she's, and everyone that comes into thee, and it shall be that whosoever shall go out of the doors of thy house into the street, his blood shall be upon his head. But when you stay in the house where the scarlet, it, you get his blood on your head. This is, so, this is so good. Whosoever shall go out the door of the... Their blood's going to be on their head, but, and we will be guiltless. And whosoever shall be with thee in this house, his blood shall be on our head. And if any hand be upon him, and if thou utter this our business, then we will be quit of thine oath. He said, you can't tell anybody? Or, or this, this, is, this is done. This, this, it will void the deal. And she said, according unto your words, so be it. And she sent them away and they departed and she bound the scarlet line in the window. She put the scarlet thread, the scarlet line out the window as soon as they left. She wasn't taking any chances. She said, I'm staying in the house and I'm keeping the blood. It was a covenant. You got to understand. You see, a covenant was binding. Oh, my goodness. Whenever a blood sacrifice or there was a blood agreement, the the contract was binding. She, she had a contract of salvation and it was because of a scarlet thread. The contract that God has entered with us, He bound it with His own blood. You know the story, the walls came down of Jericho, except for her house. 
We were looking at pictures and studying, and we were looking at the internet a little while ago, some time ago, Brother Bryson and I. They found, you know, Jericho and the walls went down flat, but there, there's, a, there's one spot that anthropologists and theologians pretty much agree on that, hey, there's one place in the wall that didn't fall. Huh, I wonder why. There's just, there looks like there's one place that, it was probably theological, it was Rahab's house. Hello? Because the scarlet thread was applied. There was a contract. Signed in blood. I ain't got time to preach all this today. It's just too much. You ever feel that way? Dad, you ever feel that way? It's just something that's just so much, so deep, you just, we just don't have time for it all. I mean, Rahab, she, her whole household is spared because one singular scarlet thread, I'm telling you, one touch of the blood of the master can save your soul. Her entire household. But that, you know what's cool? But then, did you know what? She marries Salmon. And they, they have a son, and his name is Boaz. He married, you know, you probably only want, it's just a book in the Bible named after Ruth. And they have a son. Obed, and Obed has a son. Jesse, and Jesse has a son. He becomes king, named David. You ever hear of him? Because of the contract that started with a scarlet thread... Her name, you can read it in Matthew 1. Her name is written down. She is there. She became part of the fabric. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. When I was baptized in Jesus' name, you know what I became? I became part of the tapestry of truth. I became part of the fabric of the Word of God. And 26 generations later, Rahab, guess who comes on the scene? A guy named Joseph and a lady named Mary. And they get to raise, Mary has the Messiah. Oh, his name is Jesus, God in the flesh. Why? Because he said, watch this, because of a scarlet thread, I'm going to weave her. I'm going I'm to weave her. I'm going to do some needlework. I'm going to put her into the lineage. Because she saw the importance of a scarlet thread. She saw an importance of a contract that was made in blood. For the saving of her house. Wow. Isn't God good? The scarlet thread. We find throughout the Old and the New Testament. In the Old Testament, this is so good. I got this about 1 o'clock this morning. I already had my nose. I couldn't sleep because I'm just like, this is so good. God, you're so good. Thank you for your blood. It was if. I, 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 don't, I haven't heard, you know, Michael Mullings. If God ever did that, I'd probably But it was that still small voice. And it was, it was as if God told me or let, made me to know. I'll just say that. Made me to know. You see, the scarlet thread in the Old Testament. Well, so that I would pass over. Pass over. But the blood. 
of the spotless lamb, God himself, his own flesh and blood, <laughs> that gave us the New Testament, Testament, the binding that was signed in blood, the blood of Calvary. I, it wasn't so that he would pass over. <laughs> it's so that we could pass through. understand what I, where I'm going with this and I, I'm trying to close this is this is my close I'm skipped a lot to get to here but it's not just that God will pass over our sin not just that we're covered but we, we are covered by the blood I and but it's not that God would pass over but it's so that we could pass through you see Jesus is speaking in in Luke chapter 18 and he, he, he says in verse 25 for it is easier for a camel to go through a needle's eye then for a rich man, not talking about money, he's talking about people with baggage. <laughs> it literally is people with, with, with possessions. Things that, that they've, they've, they've grown attached to. Things that, that are in their past that will keep them out of heaven. He said it's easier for a camel to go through a needle's eye than for someone with baggage. Someone with a past history to enter into the kingdom of God. And they that heard it said, who then can be saved? If they, they're thinking literally. I mean, how if a, if a camel can go through a needle's eye, the eye of a needle, and then, then who, who among us? And he's talking to people that are poor. They don't have money. So they're saying, then who of us can be saved? Because we have baggage. We have a history. I've got failures. I've got sins in my past. Who can be saved? And this is what Jesus said. He said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with you see, when the blood of Jesus is applied to your life, you get to thread the needle. Straight is the gate. Narrow is the way. Few there be that find it. But because of the blood of Jesus Christ, heaven is possible for me. I get to thread the needle. But it's only with a scarlet thread. The only reason we have a hope, the only reason we get to have a hope of glory is because of the blood of a lamb. How can I fit through the eye of a needle? All 200 and none of y'all's business. A lot. How can I get this big old six foot three, 200 plus pound with all kinds of baggage. How in the world can I fit through? And he said, I, I started this tapestry. I started this thing called the church a long time ago. Matter of fact, he was slain before the foundation of the world. Let me, Michael Mullings, let me just take you back to Genesis 3, back to Adam and Eve. I, I, remember that? Yeah. There was a blood sacrifice. Uh, what I was doing, there was, I, was, I was using, I was doing some needlework. And you find everywhere throughout the Old Testament, there, everything points to blood, blood sacrifice. Everything points, it has to be without spot. It, it has to be without blemish. And it was going to roll their sins ahead. And you find in, in Moses and, and the people of God in bondage in Egypt, and I passed over, that was the Passover, and they celebrate the Passover even to this day in Israel. In Hebrew, Israel, they celebrate the, the Passover, the, 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 the death passed over 
over their house because of the blood applied in Rahab and the Yeah. And because of Calvary. You get to pass through. It's not just that I pass over. And about one o'clock this morning, the Lord was dealing with my soul, my spirit. Can I encourage some people here today? We talk about people when they're in, whether they're saved or lost. We hear about people pass away. We go, oh, they passed away. Brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so, they, they passed away. I, wa- I want to change that. I really do. You know what I want to use? They pass through. Those that are lost passed away. But those of us that the blood of Jesus Christ has been applied, we're passing through. Death, where's the victory in death now, honey? Where's the sting of death now? We ain't passing away. We're passing through. We're passing through to a better place. We're passing through to be with Jesus forevermore. We're not passing away. We're passing through the needle. It's because we're part of a scarlet thread that we can pass through. Let's stand to our feet and give God praise right now. How can a vile sinner be saved? Scarlet thread. The blood of Jesus Christ. Become part of the fabric of the church. Become part of the tapestry of truth. Revelations 18. The end of the Bible. says, alas, alas, that great city that was clothed. Ready? That was clothed. You're gonna, this may sound familiar. In fine linen and purple and scarlet. Those that pass through the needle <laughs> are the ones that are going to be in that great city that are clothed in scarlet. What did, what, what did Paul say in Galatians, Galatians 3? For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male or female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. We baptize in Jesus' name because we put on Christ. Without shedding of blood, there's no remission. When is the blood applied? It's applied when we go down in the watery baptism in Jesus' name. Jesus told Nicodemus, except a man be born of the water and the spirit, he cannot even see the kingdom of God. You can't get there unless you put on Christ. Isaiah 1 and 18 prophesied, said, Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be made white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And he went on to say, If you be willing and obedient. There has to be a willingness and obedience on our part. 
to follow the plan of salvation. To be baptized in Jesus' name. If we're not willing and obedient to follow his plan, his truth, his way, we, can't, we have no part with him. We can't pass through the eye of the needle. It's impossible to be saved without going through Calvary. With men, these are impossible things, but because God robed himself in flesh, went to the, went to the cross, he made all things possible. Different context, different meaning. Huh? We say, oh, God can do the impossible. Yeah, but it's talking about salvation. It's talking about that I can get through. I can leave my baggage. Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind, I press toward the mark. I get to pass through the eye of the needle of salvation. I get to leave some baggage behind. Why? Because I've been covered by the blood of the Lamb. I get to pass through the eye of the needle into salvation. I get, straight as the gate and narrow is the way. Few there be that find it, but there are a few. And I have found the way that leads to endless day. And it's through the blood of Jesus Christ. Anyone thankful for the blood of Jesus this morning? Anyone thankful for the blood of the Lamb today that He shed to wash away our sin so that we could pass through to glory? I wonder why it begins to play and sing. I wonder if there's anyone here that just wants to take a, a couple minutes today and just plead the blood again today, make sure that the blood's applied. If there's being, if there's any transgression. I'm not saying you have committed any sin. I don't know. Maybe you have. Maybe you haven't. But I, I just don't want to take any chances. I'm just going to plead the blood. The Bible says, if we'll confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin. You've already been baptized in Jesus' name. You've already received the Holy Ghost. But if there's anything, you feel like you got some dust on your feet, can I just give you a moment this morning, an opportunity to plead the blood? Why? Because I want to be ready to pass through when my time comes. I want to pass through the eye. <laughs> oh, man. I want to pass through. I want to make it to heaven. I want to pass through. And it's only because of the blood, the scarlet thread. Jesus, have mercy. Come on, church. Let's find a place for